Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, it was very much... Uh... It was very much healing some of the trauma of being an actor, I think. Yeah. Um, and the rejection and just the just the difficulty of of keeping your life grounded. I found yeah. it was really grounding me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I was straddling these two career paths. And yeah. for me, that really brought up quite an identity crisis. Hello, everyone. It's me, Emmeline Mondo. And this is Mondo Moments. Life is made up of millions of tiny moments. I believe that one of our tasks as humans is to be present for as many of them as possible. When you reflect on the unforgettable events or incredible memories in your life, zoom in and there will be these little moments before or after the event that sit in the heart space. The moment you knew things would never be the same again. The hour you felt the shift. The minute that saved your life or the second that changed it. These are the moments that build movements. Sometimes they are global, and other times it's just the simple first step to change. Join me as I uncover these moments with my inspiring, innovative, and extraordinary guests. Today, I am joined by the beautiful soul that is Sean Goff. She is an actor, writer, and yoga practitioner. She's been teaching yoga for over seven years and practicing for 12. Sean is currently a lead teacher at Hot Pod Yoga, working on teacher trainings in studio and online. As an actor, Sean has worked across TV, film and theatre and appeared in Idris Elba's TV comedy In the Long Run. She also wrote and starred in Stakeout alongside Imogen Stubbs and she is currently developing a TV comedy series. I met Sean after a Black Lives Matter protest and I immediately got a sense of her inquisitive and calm way of being. Then when I discovered she was an actor and yoga teacher, I knew that we would have lots to talk about. Balancing two careers that you love, working on a daily spiritual practice, being anti-racist. I wanted to know how it was going. Sean, how is it going and how are you? Thank you for joining me. Hello. Um, thank you so much. That was so um, surreal <laughs> to hear that little bio about me um and everything you were saying about you know these moments that sit in your heart space for me that was a moment because I've been listening to your podcast so to hear it from the inside as opposed to hearing it as a as a listener was a uh, surreal and beautiful thank you so uh, much such an honor you. to be to be a guest for you today well thank you for listening as well you've been such a beautiful supporter and I really uh, I appreciate it so much so thank you so much 
Um, I'm thinking about where to begin today. We Just before we were on air, you talked about starting with a meditation. So I might start with your practices um, and how that's sort of come into your life and changed it. So you've had your, you've had your yoga practice for quite some time. Um, what is your morning routine like? And do as a yoga teacher, do you practice yoga every morning? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Um, in the wider sense of yoga, um, so if we think about the eight-limbed path, then yes, I would say I probably do practice yoga every day. Mm. In terms of um, a dynamic asana practice, um, I absolutely do not practice every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that used to be something I felt really guilty about. And yeah. for me, um, I think your practice must be a place for um, for you to to really just come home to yourself, whatever that means. So for some people, mm. that's movement. Movement is a really important part of their connection to self. And for me, it's really been um, finding stillness, finding a daily meditation practice. And most of the time that's sitting. And the pandemic has meant that I've gone from probably sitting 10 minutes every morning to half an hour every morning now which is kind of amazing you know yeah yeah um and has really enriched my life over the last year however you know it's important to to say that meditation isn't easy for everybody and it's a practice and it and it comes with time and it's taken me a long time to get here but now yeah. it really is my medicine. It's the most sort of important part of my day in a way. And it really yeah. shapes the way my day shows up. Oh, you really, you get to a place where you notice the the slight edge, or and sometimes it's not slight, to your day when you don't just make space for even, even if it's just 10 minutes, right? It's, mm -hmm. I think the benefits once you live with them for some time, something that you realize it's it's just so worth creating that bit of space to yeah, yeah to meet yourself i love that you also specified you know the, the eight limbs and gave that broader look into the practice because i think quite often when you start um the practice as you said like early on you you kind of can feel guilty for not doing it every single day and yeah i love the importance of just balancing out what that looks like to you and knowing that that practice off the map falls into so many different kinds of practices. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, it's also worth saying that when I first came to yoga, I found it extremely transformational for me and therapeutic. But then when I became a teacher, when I first became a teacher, yeah, it suddenly felt like there was a lot of pressure on my practice to be a certain way. And it became, it became a way to um, fall back into sort of negative control or, or ways of, of self-harming, essentially. Mm. So the point, the funny thing about yoga practice is it really is about, it really is about that self-inquiry, you know? It's not enough just to practice asana and think that that's what you're, that's that's where you are, like that you're practicing yoga. There, there is 
many facets to to the practice and but at the same time you must be kind to yourself on that journey because if Mm. if you were kind of attracted to yoga because of the the gymnastics of it then that's okay there's nothing wrong with that there's definitely nothing wrong with that um it is what it is at the end of the day and and that does bring people to the practice but hopefully they're staying because there's something more that they're tapping into discovering yeah um what led you to decide to do your own teacher training it's really um bizarre actually yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell me tell me <laughs> uh i was in gimmelwald i was at uh the cabin of sorry uh, what's your is Gimmerwald, where's that? Gimmerwald's in Switzerland. Oh, okay. It's, Very it's basically up a mountain. <laughs> right, okay. At a, at a cabin in, in yeah, in Gimmerwald. And um, Gorgeous. halfway up this mountain, it was incredible. And it was, it was boiling hot summer. Yeah. And I was dating a guy at the time and we were there because this is where his parents live. Right. And we broke up halfway up this mountain and I was kind of stuck there with him and his parents oh it was quite traumatic (laughs) oh okay I didn't see that coming okay yes (laughs) well this is the real story yeah yeah Um, and I remember sitting and I've always had a really uh funny thing with mountains where they I've always found that they kind of speak to me I might sound completely nuts oh no Um, that's so beautiful yeah and uh I was so I was sat looking out of the window at staring at this mountain and I had this very clear thought this very sort of crystal clear thought go and do yoga teacher training and six months later I did um wow that was it like and and actually I was so unprepared like to an an embarrassing (laughs) level I I'd been practicing yoga but not consistently enough yeah yeah I was an actor living in London very much I was teaching children singing lessons and doing lots of fringe theatre that was unpaid and Mm. basically you know scratching a living yeah Um, and I I I I went to um my local studio and I do, you know, weekly classes, but that was pretty much all I could afford. Yeah. And, um, so, yes. Yeah, so, and I did a bit of sun salutations at home and I did, had a bit of a home practice because I, I learned that at drama school. Yeah. But it was, you know, I was so unprepared for my training. It was almost it was. Well, it was embarrassing. The word, <laughs> the word almost doesn't need to be in there. <laughs> uh. It was very embarrassing and then I realized how much work I had to do you know and that's Mm -hmm. fine I think sometimes sometimes you know you just jump in don't you and then Mm -hmm. so it took me a while after my training to really find my feet as a teacher but that was that was okay it was the time I needed yeah so did you once you finished your training I guess it's 200 hour first right did you look for a studio to begin doing the classes or did you take some time take some time off or did you just go straight in i was working at this um it was called jimboree and yeah uh, i of that yeah might know it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a place where actors go to uh to sing to, to small children yeah and, um, <laughs> it was 
my my boss Cleo, who was just the most wonderful woman in the entire world. Um, she very kindly let me use the space because it was completely unused after hours and so I would sort of who I would move all this sort of gym equipment all these climbing frames and stuff on my own yeah over the space and um I would do community classes so I think they were about five quid and I just put it on Facebook and got um random sort of you know friends and then friends of friends and friends of friends of friends and it grew and it was the most amazing class I've ever taught I think and actually everything I did came from that one class so I you know I've got privates who I still teach now who were coming to that class seven years ago in Clapham that's so beautiful yeah there's an amazing loyalty that that comes with like when you find that teacher that you feel connected to you know you'll follow them anywhere (laughs) yeah totally I'm really like that so when you were doing these classes were you also working as an actor? Were you were you balancing both? And were you thinking, ah, oh, I'd rather do this, or this this is serving me in this moment because I needed to meet myself here? Mm. Well, yeah, it was very much uh, it was very much healing some of the trauma of being an actor. I think, yeah, um, and the rejection and just the just the difficulty of of keeping your life grounded I found it was really grounding me yeah um but at the same time you know I was straddling these two career paths and for me that really brought up quite an identity crisis where I was suddenly like I'm these two people I'm this actor and I'm this yoga teacher and um and I didn't really know how to be me it was like I'm these two people and you know, I'm an, a very airy person, so I'm quite good at kind of like adapting and being. And I think it's to do with my my parenting as well. You know, yeah. I've sort of found that I had to really adapt to kind of cope with my with, with my childhood situation. So you know, yeah. you become very adaptable. Yeah. Um, but then you're like, but who am I? You know, who's yeah. who's yeah. who am I? <laughs> and and we're in an industry which in a in an industry where I think people are often asking you not just what are you doing now what are you in next but also there's so much pressure to define yourself and like moving through wellness you know and I'm speaking from experience so so I want to lean into it but bouncing between like wellness and then the entertainment industry are is also like two different egos <laughs> and in it's like in one space like you need to be very aware of it and there's lots of books that tell you to like lose it and then in another space people are leading with it in a really extreme way and you know you want to find your humility in that so mm-hmm. the identity crisis in between those two worlds is actually I think it's very very real and really tricky for quite a few people yeah, and added to that, you know, uh, where I really sit, I think, in entertainment is comedy, or at least where I'd mm. like to sit. And um, I've done quite a bit of comedy, but um, it's it's quite, um, yeah. I think the the way in which you're required to show up in those two different guises is quite different. Yeah. So, like with yoga, it's like people really want the authenticity, and that, and I have that. You know, there's yeah. it's certainly not 
I'm certainly not pretending to be something, but it's mm-hmm. it's that you're really putting on different hats. And then the comedy hat, it's like no holes barred, you know, mm-hmm. really kind of allowing yourself um, to be ridiculous or whatever, yeah. you know, or send things up. So, yeah, it's quite, it's quite an interesting, it's quite an interesting one. But I think for me, I tend to be quite philosophical in the way that I think looking back at it now or looking at it now because I still feel kind of within that I um I think it's it's for me it's about saying okay well what have I learned you know what 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 can that produce or what can what can I see from that that's kind of that's fun or can help me you know because I think at the end of the day we're all having to be different people sometimes in different situations and it's a way of exploring who you are, isn't it? It's a kind yeah. of, it's a way of, of trying on different different things. Different hats, yeah. There. But I think when you yeah. get into your 30s, it becomes more set. Whereas in your 20s, it's quite easy to still be exploring. And then I think when you get into your 30s, there's this part of you that thinks, oh, I should probably get a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> yeah well, yeah I need to professionalize myself and that's yeah. been quite intense for me yeah Who am I? I know I know that's that's like fear of um from the mortgage to like the career to what have I built what did I become what became of me yeah <laughs> <laughs> reflecting and then you know I mean that those kind of feelings in a pandemic year have, have been pretty challenging because you do really have that magnifying glass on like all the choices that you've made and thinking about it way more than way more than we would on any given day this discovering selves of like yeah discovering different parts of you and being between two worlds I'm curious about the decision to lean into yoga and get to the point of now a teacher trainer Mm -hmm. um did you have moments when you were deciding on you know courses and deepening your practice were you like did you ever have this fear of, oh gosh, am I like, is this all I am now? Or were you able to override that? Because that's that's a fear that I sometimes have when I'm doing something completely different. Um, no, I haven't managed to override it. Um, no. <laughs> it's deeply there within me. And, and I think the difficulty with the acting industry um, is that, you feel like you're on the clock or I, at least I do. Um, And I sort of kept moving that goalpost. So, you know, when I turned 30, I was like, "Uh Oh, (laughs) I'm turning 30. What does that mean? You know? And it, and it's almost like, it's very stifling because actually you can be an actor forever, but you sort of feel like you need to have reached a certain level of, something you know um to feel validated as an artist Mm. and I think I have a really wonderful friend who um she's an opera singer and we we met up on Sunday and we did some trance dance in the park love it (laughs) (laughs) just for fun and um she was talking she's also a yoga teacher and and you know a few years ago she was making 90% of her income from yoga and 10% from opera wow And she made a goal that in four years' time, she was going to shift that so that it would be the other way around, Mm. 90% from opera, 10% from yoga. 
and she did it in six months because she kind of set that goal and she's she's really amazing yeah, she's yeah. Amazing. But, but but she she really fixed herself on that and she knew that was exactly what she wanted um and she kind of went for it which I think is really brave and so I think brave. for me I was always very fearful that like you know acting's very uncertain and what if I go you know full throttle into that and then I've got you know I drop all the yoga stuff and it never you know it's just a weird thing where you it's, it's basically poverty consciousness and, yeah and, you know it's and you start have to start to it's you have to examine your belief systems mm-hmm. that are stopping you from believing that you can make money out of acting but then when you look at acting as an industry mm. when you talk to anybody on the street and they say you're an actor yeah you know, they do the like sympathetic uh. head bob or like the lean where they're like oh uh. <laughs> or they're like have you been anything in anything lately or yeah. like this year for example do not tell anyone you're an actor because oh, no. they're oh, like no. oh no <laughs> really tough <laughs> you're like shut up I know, all of that messaging, it goes in. It does. It goes into it goes your in psyche. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a fearful person and you don't have enough self-belief, it will erode your your self-belief and your confidence. Yeah. It's, just, it's just part of it. And so for me, it's been about doing a lot of work. And I've been very fortunate this year to connect with an amazing therapist. Mm. And we've been doing a lot of work on these two selves. Yeah. And they're sitting in my heart chakra at the moment. Oh. <laughs> Sounds nuts. But there's, you know, there's the the actor and the yoga teacher. And what we, we realized was that yoga teacher had very much taken over and was sort of squashing the actor side. Mm. And really, it's about integration. It really and, is. You know, for anyone listening who is not an actor or a yoga teacher or can't, can't, kind of um connect with these ideas it's it's not really about that at all it's about these different aspects of self right and and being able to integrate them and saying that if you've judged one of those sides so if you've you've decided that the act is never going to make any money Mm. then you're actually you're just squashing that side of yourself yeah um which can inform everything else that you do so the integration process is about just injecting more creativity and and like who is that self and what can that self be and how can that self have a voice within this realm and you know I really like uh there's a yoga teacher called Alex Alder I don't know if you know her yeah she's an actress and I mean she's she's a real clown and she's an actress as well I didn't know that yeah so she's a yoga teacher and actress um she's done quite a lot of stuff in America and I'm, I've kind of been following her because she does that quite well, as in she's not apologising for being one or the other. She's just both. Yeah. And there's no kind of, yeah, there's no apology. Like her Instagram, the way she shows up online is very like, this is who I am. And yeah. that's kind of where I want to get to, where it's like, no, mm-hmm. I can be both. I can very much be both and myself as well. Um, right. Yeah. But it's a... It's a process. (laughs) I mean, that was so beautifully put. And I love that you sort of explained that it doesn't, the titles in a way don't matter. 
you know, whether it's yoga teacher, actor, in some cases like mom, CEO, um, you know, these these aspects of self that we're taught or believe um, need to feel very different or in order for one to be better, the other has to be suppressed is a sort of process of unlearning that we need to get into. And as you said, integrate, mm -hmm. then everything that you do is informed by, you know, that knowing and that confidence. But as you said, it's really, it is really challenging and it's a process and something that we need. Um, we need to give ourselves space and time to just accept that it takes time. You know, there's some processes that you can't, you can't rush. Yeah. And then the last thing I'd say is that I, one of the things that I observed sort of taking a, making a decision to listen to the storyteller self is that I had kind of got into a pattern where I was hiding in in wellness and well-being and mm. so I thought this is safe this place will make me feel good I can be accepted here and then I was just committed to not really showing up um in the other self so I think that's a that's that's another bit that's very easy to do like well well hiding in wellness absolutely <clears throat> I mean but it's a seemingly safe space you know like people are very nice people are very open people are generally self-aware I mean I'm, I'm very much generalizing whereas sometimes mm -hmm. the performance industry although I've met so many wonderful people and again I don't want to generalize but it can feel quite competitive and if you're if you're feeling fatigued from that then it can be you know the wellness space can be somewhere to rest for a while but, yeah, yeah but you know all of these spaces are essentially also part of the macrocosm right so yeah, yeah. they don't offer complete kind of um respite from from the world and i think that's what you you have to sort of understand that um any any space is gonna is gonna be subject to the same things we see in in the world right because we're all part of it and we're all connected and yeah but I think this this thing of integration this this process is is part of the yoga process and yeah. um it's part of decolonizing as as far as I kind of see it um yeah you know my knowledge of that to this at this moment I'm sure it will improve down the line yeah. but you know where I am now and my understanding and learning of this is you know we've these things they happen on all layers of the body and so the conditioning that we've experienced out in the world we we kind of you know reflect that inwards and condition ourselves that way too and I think yeah being able to show up in your fullness is part of a process of accepting others in their fullness you know and and not needing to categorize human beings not needing to be and I think you know unfortunately spaces like Instagram they can be great and they can be very informative but they're also asking you to be a brand you know they're asking you yeah. to show up in a way that is not full and is not yeah. they're asking you to kind of package yourself in a way that's going to be sellable or likable to others and if you if you deviate from that brand it's seemingly like it doesn't feel 
like you get the response as to when you kind of show up on brand it's so it's yeah so odd. I mean not that I've ever shown up on brand but <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what even, even know what that looks like but you know what I mean it's like I really know what you mean it's yeah so complicated isn't it because and actually my friend who I was referring to the opera singer she said something very very wise and I think where the yoga teacher actor self or writer self um, can sometimes get unstuck is that with yoga teaching there's an instant gratification to that job so I, mm. I go I teach the class I immediately you know there's an exchange of energy that feels very um, pure because it's it's in the moment yeah and I walk away with some money in my back pocket you know whereas with acting and writing it's a long-term game so there's no instant gratification um so a way to kind of mitigate this is to think okay I'm going to do one thing every day for my future self so Mm. one thing that's going to manifest next year for example yeah and not just be so focused on that sort of instant gratification um process of life you know I've been writing something with a writing partner and we've been writing it for a couple of years now we're pitching it it's been rejected unfortunately a few times but we're re we're kind of redrafting it and we're going to give it another shot because it's a good idea but I think it needs to be repackaged yeah but you know that the the labor (laughs) yeah goes into writing something for for years you know and then it gets rejected and you're like right well okay you know that was all the work that was unpaid and where do I go next you know it's kind of like and you really have to like gear yourself up for another another draft or 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 to even contemplate another project while you're also Mm -hmm. doing other things in your life so you know that's I think that's where the yoga teacher self gained a lot of power because that self was getting instant reward and instant um you know financial stability whereas the other selves were feeling very impoverished on the sidelines <laughs> yeah yeah but we need but both we need all we, of ourselves you know we do and it's funny when you oh, well thank you for thank you for sharing that first of all because it's it's a beautiful look at it and you gave some really good pointers about how to sort of get some peace I really love that um reminded to do something each day for a future self that you may not see but that you you know that you believe in because it just it just sort of trains the heart and brain I think one thing that becomes apparent though is when you if you do stop that thing that you know that creative drive that that writing or or that desire to I don't know maybe speak speak text on on the stage be that Mm. poetry or being in a play when you don't use that side of you it also shows up in other ways so you definitely do I mean I think more and more people will realize that actually discovering the balance in which you can keep that voice alive while being able to do something that sustains you and fulfills you and also makes you happy is um is just the sort of like balancing pivoting work that we're we're all going to grow into I think many people who have two careers or 
where various hats would argue that, yeah, it gets difficult. Yes, there are different areas of that that are challenging, but they would probably always pick that over a, a nine to five, Monday, Friday, like this is my life. Um, and not to say that's there's anything wrong with that if that suits you. But a lot of us do have so many aspects of us that we that we want to meet and discover. There is indeed so much more to discover about Miss Sean Goth. We will go into it in part two, which will be out next week. And until then, thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying Mondo Moments, please remember to like, share and subscribe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.